We have to protect the queen. Yeah, that's like immediately what I thought. I we like need that. to protect the it queen. Also, it also looks like the Jewish guys with the big hats. Oh, I see it. Don't go near the queen there, yeah? Those guys are ready to go. It's funny that those guys will shoot you. No, they won't. Well, they have M16s, yeah. Did they have M16s? Yeah, no, they have fucking M16s now. They do? That's, yeah, motherfuckers think about them with, like, muskets or whatever. No, they have M16s. They had, like, no, they have the best guns. They're like legit. They're they're like ready to go. Yeah, you just forget that British people are silly, but they're still like. They, oh they, yeah, they, they have are a like military. A, yeah, like a of secret course. service. Right? Yeah, of course yeah, they have a secret so service. They're protecting the queen. Yeah, they yeah. stand outside the palace. The royal family. Yeah, those motherfuckers are trained. Those guys are killers. The queen's guard are fucking killers. Yeah, I mean you gotta. Be What's trained. gonna happen when she dies? Just somebody There's else. No you don't like that? Fucking check, 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 check. Her check, son check. and uh, Kate Middleton will be the king and queen. Check, check, check. It's so funny to say what's going to happen after the queen dies. Yeah. You know that's gonna pretty well-trodden territory. I mean, the queen is just such a symbol. Like, I've never, we none of us have been alive without her. Yeah. Oh, the current queen. Yeah, yeah. To- totally. She's our fucking queen. Matt, would it <laughs> surprise you to know that there's actually been other queens? <laughs> No, it wouldn't. But like, is there? There's not going to be a like. Are we going to be guarding a new queen? We're, we're not. We're going to be podcasting. It'll be the same thing. That's the whole thing about the monarchy. Is it's the same. Thing. I guess just this it's is going to be the first like turnover of power. Where like the next person literally means absolutely nothing. Because like when mm. this queen was in power early on, like she actually had some power, to my understanding. I no, the I don't think so. Was it was just always I, still I think a it's, symbol. I, it's, all, it's all a show. It's all some weird... I mean, and the United States has weirdo shit where it's like, this is some archaic bullshit, too. But the the fucking royal family is some weirdo archaic People. bullshit. But it's been fake for a while. I'm pretty sure that like there was a prime minister by the time the current queen was Dude, the queen. I I get like liking Princess Diana cuz she she was doing cool stuff or whatever and like her Well, she was, was a rebel and she was very much yeah. like fuck the No, she she was cool, but like motherfuckers who are still into the royal family and the drama surrounding them. It's like no. get get all get at like Americans who are cuz I could I could even see British people cuz it's like this is a history thing. It's been around for a long time. Maybe your family has been into it for a long time, but Americans who are still into that, it's like get get another thing. I, w- I was talking to this um, girl who like her grandparents are British, but she's been in America her whole life, and she's like, you know, like I'm just such a because of my heritage, like I just love the royal family, and yeah. I, and I was like, any contemporary British person fucking hates the royal. Not family. all of them, no. There's still any motherfuckers smart that love or them. like people you would want to hang out with. I just all my British friends, they're all like, oh no, like. They're a fucking like they're disgusting. Yeah. The only one they like is at least queer people. Is Princess Diana because she um, hugged a guy with AIDS on television. So there's no, I I would doubt there's any Gen Z royal family fans in Britain. There's nobody on TikTok being like, I love or, the but, royal. But also, family. there's probably like in the same way that there are Gen Z Trumpers who yeah. are like that's their thing. There's probably, or even closer trad calf people. What what is what trad is that? Oh, like it's. I a, don't want to know. It's I a, really want to stay out of the okay, chat. Okay, then don't don't ask but, the question. But no, I want to know. So it's like a modern return to traditional Catholicism. Okay, trad uh, cast oh, traditional, traditional Catholicism. Trad, trad whiting this. Uh, it's like young people, like young online people. That the term trad cast comes from people who are essentially like not in quote unquote indoctrinated, but like were 
exposed to traditional Catholic ideas on the internet. When that's so what, such like a funny doing way the to get rosary into... and confession and going to mass. You know, I wish the... I knew specifically. I don't want to talk too out of school on it because I don't know a ton about it. But yeah, it, it's essentially like a returning to traditional Catholic ideas. That's kind of all I know. Which, Aren't... being from Massachusetts, is kind of funny because I knew motherfuckers that didn't need Reddit for that. Their dad just had to hit them hard enough, and they were fucking into it. You know what I mean? Honestly, yeah. chances are they're they don't even really give a fuck about the rosary. They just really like the idea of like having a wife that lives at home. Or it's, yeah, a lot of those. Yeah, a lot of like, that that's shit probably is. what they really yeah. want. Is I like, almost wonder if it's because Europe is so post religion that it is now like an act of rebellion. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that, I think know? there is like there it's just cyclical. Totally is. is like a rebellious yeah. nature to like being religious now because this that form of like smarmy atheism, which is so fucking annoying, was so popular for so long. Like it got old. early two thousands, late nineties, when like the Ricky Gervais kind of Bill Maher style, like you know, fuck these dumbass religious people as though you can claim like intellectual superiority to religious people just based on the fact that you don't believe in god it, it's the stupidest thing and life is meaningless and none of this has a purpose i mean it's yeah it's just don't it, it like every fucking group of human beings since the dawn of time like for the most part has developed some form of spirituality even if you you go back to go, go to like tribes go to societies they all have don't you think that maybe there's something ingrained in human beings that causes that like you think that we all just fucking like came up with it randomly well it's it's their belief is that like people that are like hardcore atheists are like i've transcended that like i'm i'm science Great. but like sam sam will still do it where he'll talk about how religious people are so dumb and i'm like dog I, like Who look around sam? the world roommate oh. i was like it's like look around the world things are so sad like if yeah. somebody is religious and they find comfort in God. Why would you be like, why do you care? You know, uh, I've said this before, but like, I, I may be a weaker person because I believe in God, but I've tried to not believe in God and it makes me very, very sad and feel hopeless. And so I've just decided like that. I do. I believe in something bigger than me and it may not even be real or true, but for some reason it gives me a sense of purpose and hopefulness. I believe in something bigger than me and it's actually you. And that's kind of what gives me, <laughs> yeah, because I look at you and I go, well, and I'm it's 40 pounds. I go, I've, I go, I'm five ten, one eighty, and you're bigger than me. And yeah. I think Matt, you know, things are going to be okay. Thank you for believing in me. I believe in you. It's also yeah. not even necessarily dumb to believe in things you don't know. For I mean, a fact. I think even scientifically, you you feel happier if you have some sort of beliefs. I don't know yeah. about that. There are. I, I, I mean, what am I? I'm no, it means like your brain. Thing, but I believe Damn, you're going full are, Jordan Peterson on us. You're going full JP. If you only eat red meat and salt and if believe you, in God, you will be a happier. If you person. only eat red meat, your daughter will be hot as hell. <laughs> Bucko. It but, is. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. I've heard that so many times. Yeah. That people who believe in something are happier people. A hundred percent. You have something to fall back on. That's why, like, there's so yeah, many, I gotta, like, I fucking... fallback plan if this doesn't work. Like, yeah. Gen Z atheists who were born after 9-11 that, like, don't believe in, you know, their country because they, they shouldn't. And then I, I don't either. But then also, you know, it's like you don't have a... Like, that's why, I, like, I'm... I hold on to nothing. You know what I mean? 
is like, yeah. I don't have a God. And then it's like, I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, you're just out here with nothing. So when somebody's like, I'm going to believe in God, I'm like, yeah, fucking get a rock to tie yourself to. Like, I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. I just, I just can't. I don't think God is dumb, but I just don't really see a place for it in my yeah. life. So it's just not my thing. But if I could, then I'd, I'd probably be there with, with Jaybird, you know, going it's to, sick. I, you know, what's so I funny is, is, is when I was sick or actually no, kind of more recently is, um, I've been listening to a lot of country, obviously, and there's this really famous song obviously. that people know. Oh, honestly, I just thought I've talked about it with you guys so much. But anyway, I listen to country like every single day. But there's this uh, Hank Williams song, I Saw the Light, which is, you might have heard is pretty famous. But it's yeah, like, sing us a it's line. like um, <clears throat> I, saw uh, I wandered line. so I wandered so aimless, life full of sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light. I saw the light. Hank no more struggle. No. So anyway, I learned yeah. it on guitar, and I was playing it in my room acoustic, and I was like full youth pastoring out. Like I was like closing oh, yeah. my eyes, like head up singing, and I was like, I don't believe in God, but like God is in this song. And I was like, I can totally because you see those people, you see those videos where you're like, damn, like they're so hyped on like the love of God. And then I played the song, and I was like, even if you don't believe in God, like this fucking rips it's funny because you are very gen z in like many of your ways your views on sexuality your political beliefs and stuff but you get a guitar in your hand you are full boomer you are one you turn 100 percent boomer well that's what people should be doing is like you should understand that being pansexual is sick but you should also understand that like hank williams senior and yeah. you know ernest tubb or more contemporary you know charlie crockett are like fucking geniuses like willie nelson rips and that's the problem with gen z now is they'll be like oh like like oh all that dumb stupid country music and it's like dude these guys like if you want to talk about like dealing with emotions if you want to listen to the most subtle understandings of like the human experience yeah. it is in country music there's good, no yeah. music that is more specific and subtle about the feelings that are expressed in country music. In almost all other musics, it's like, I feel good, I feel bad, but like country can explore like melancholy, you know what I mean? Like like John Prine, you know, he has that, he has that line where he's like, he asks, uh, he asks him how he's doing after describing how fucked up he is and somebody asks how he's doing. He's like, pretty good, not bad. Um, you know, it's, it's just about the same. Where it's like, it's expressing that feeling of depression where you don't even realize how fucked you are because it's the same because it's usual, because it's how it's always been. Like, Ernest Tubb has a breakup song where he says, let's say goodbye like we said hello, where it's like, we love each other, but, you know, now that love is gone, but why don't we, you know, leave each other with the same love and appreciation for each other that we started this with? I think a lot of music has similar themes like that. Yeah, I heard this song that was like, you won't break my soul, you won't break my soul. <laughs> that's what, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Soul. Not to denigrate new music, but every fucking music now is like, I feel great fuck them or i want to fucking die it's like it's like it's such like a bipolar fucking range that's of emotion an interesting now. point that that's honestly an interesting point I, yeah. I, I think right now though there's actually like such an interesting I, I can't remember their names who are the kids like i'll be fucked up if i can't be right here out of the i don't know the chain smokers or some no, shit no, no, i don't no. know it's one of the it's top 10 most played songs on spotify i know that song of all time yeah. yeah it's someone featuring justin bieber and um they had another first hit song was like something about like 
ever since the dep- like they just they it's basically like young gen z skater type kids but they're talking about their complex emotions and that like it's not they're like sensitive boys i guess which is a huge trend now like these e-boys who like are emotional and they're well, not just like one like they're not just like uh they're multifaceted and i also feel like the weekend does that too and that's why he's like so interesting in his music like he he talks about like a dark side of humanity but it's also like he'll mix in these like upbeat vibes and it's like a very complex and i feel like house music has done that forever where you'll be like dancing to like this really really like like heavy beat that makes you want to move around but it's like so much about emptiness that shit house music is so interesting to me because I have never been in a situation in which house music would be appropriate, so I've never really listened to it. Have you never been to a club? No. Or a warehouse party? No. Or a gay person's house? No. I'll, I'll, <laughs> thank God, no. I'll, I'll give you that. I haven't done enough research on all those musics. I'll give you that. But what I will say is everything you're describing sounds sort of like more so a juxtaposition of like oh it's upbeat but the songs are sad but i'm talking about like lyrics wise about like the general point of the songs themselves are dealing with more like subtle things not like i'm a skater but i'm also sad where it's like sure does that make sense yeah it does i just think country music is boring yeah, and that's like the fucked up thing is that there's like old I, country music fucking rules. The problem is people only think of new country music like Garth Brooks, which is just as exploitive as fucking, you know, BTS or whatever, where it's just like just trying to profit off stadium tours I mean, I and like just Taylor deal Swift. with deal with mania, you know? Yeah, I mean whatever. But Taylor Swift, honestly, not that bad. I don't listen to a lot of Taylor Swift, but people get people I put respect you were gonna on get it. Pissed when I said that. There's no, a, there's that future song jumping on and off the jet, and I would love to put that like to a Taylor Swift tour promo video, and I think that'd be really funny. That would be hilarious. Wouldn't that be funny? Mm-hmm. That would be See, hilarious. but that's the thing. I don't really like. I get what you're saying, Cooper, but uh, I I love future too much to care about lyrics. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and that's fine. Future is that, I, so that's, good. He's so good, and everything he says every, is not he elevates good. every song that he's on. Yeah, I'm not saying I, I don't listen. Voice. He could I, talk about literally nothing. I'm not saying I don't love that too. Yeah, Pushing P is one of the best songs ever made. Best songs ever. But like, you know, God, I don't they're even mutually know exclusive. What Future looks like, and I want to have. Sex I with saw him. him. I saw him at. Uh, you know what's so funny? Fun story for you. So I was working. Uh, I was working Von Miller's birthday party. They didn't get me to sign a non-disclosure uh, agreement, so I can say it was his birthday party. Who? And Von Miller. He's uh, the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL history, I, I believe. God I he, damn it! Now I know what it is. I'm embarrassed. But none of our but, fans know who that is at all. So that's oh, Von good. Miller. Yeah, he's, I don't know. He's a, actually a fashion guy. He's kind of in the fashion world, so, so they might know him through that. Like he's commentated on like a lot of big fashion shows. All right, interesting. He, I, that's he's, so bizarre. He's really fucking cool, dude. He has like thirty-five inch biceps. He's huge. Put respect so he's like on this big muscle, super talented athlete. But really he's into, into fashion. fashion in a real way, not just like a commercialized cool. way. He like loves fashion. But there were a bunch of super high-profile celebrities. I don't really know how industry parties work. You did I think stand that they up just, there? No, 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 no. I was working the bar. Oh yeah, I was like, was when the recently? fuck did this? No, happen? this is a long time ago. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I was like, damn, that's so bizarre. That I don't know how they get these because I'm like, you guys. Birthday. I'm like, you guys can't all be friends. Like, I don't know how the fuck this is going on. But there were a bunch of like OT Genesis, that rapper was yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Chris Brown was there. Um, 
It makes sense. French you would Montana just fall was there. Because uh, there's certain places after parties that like only... I don't know. When I've gone to like random celebrities' houses for like after hours, like it'll be so many different groups of people. And it's like those kids who all do coke are yeah. all going to be at It's that the party. only people you relate to. Because what? they know like they all have a similar sense of like... Yeah. Uh, Dis, uh, discretion and just like keeping it private and they're into the same stuff they have a similar status so it's like they can kind of have camaraderie over yeah. no, no one's gonna freak out about them being in there yeah we can't but talk to young th- like we have nothing in common with anybody who's I feel famous. like he would he would be fun to talk to yeah, yeah. they'd be fun but I'm saying any famous person is like if they talked about their life with us we would just be like cool crazy S- sick um, you know they want I, someone that's like yeah I did the same shit last but week but anyway so future walks into this uh, party I didn't register it was future all I thought is I looked at him and I said that is the most most striking person I've ever seen big cheeks he is How so? very st- his like, face he really amazing. it's funny that his whole thing is like being an alien like that's a big thing in his music and yeah. Lil Wayne too but cause when you look at him you're like that's a fucking alien he looks he looks like the kind of p- person who could be a model not to say he's the most beautiful guy in the world but he just has such no no just a very very striking yeah. it's the, the gray yeah. alien face is kind of what okay cuz he has like very prominent <laughs> yeah. cheekbones Does he have facial hair I think he has like little wispy he a little. Hair. He's kind of one of those guys that like you might think doesn't have facial hair but yeah, then you he realize he's had a little the entire time little the entire time Oh yeah he does black dudes always have mustaches <laughs> no, they don't. A lot of um, a lot of black guys don't have facial hair because, like, the hair. It's like you commonly get ingrown hairs if you like let it grow out. I just remember. Listen, do you know why I say that? Do you yeah, know please, the actual Cooper. reason why I said that is because because you made a big claim there, and I want to hear you back it up. Carl, Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air has a mustache. The baby has a little mustache. No, uh, yeah, uh, honestly, the baby got a baby mustache. Honestly, our black viewers. Right in if you're a male, whether or not you have a mustache. I think it's anyway, so fucking so, hot when black guys have beards. Go on, Cooper. I'm not. I'm talking about mostly about mustache, upper lip hair. I remember one time I was watching a comedy special, or, or no, a Comedy Central presents when I was like maybe under ten, mm-hmm. and this guy was talking about how he doesn't trust uh, Rajan Rondo because he doesn't have a mustache. <laughs> And Who he's like, he was a he was an amazing basketball player on the Celtics. He did that and joke on a Comedy Central present. Yeah, yeah, that is so niche. And he was like, "What black dude doesn't have a mustache?" That's and then honestly, I've just kind of so went through my life just being like, "Fucking funny." I've just went through my life being like, "Yeah, a lot of black dudes have mustaches." That is so funny. I don't even think of it as mustache. I just think of it as like just just upper lip hair. Dude, imagine you get a Comedy Central Presents, like biggest, back then especially, huge opportunity. But also, you have to remember, this was like at the time when like him and Garnett and Paul Pierce were like a dominating team. That's true, but he's still number three in that in that group. Yeah. He's it number crushed. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like they You're have right. the balls to do that joke to be, first of all, just talking about a basketball player, like you could do a joke about LeBron James right now and people won't necessarily connect to it. Yeah, it's <laughs> that would be so, so funny. You're like funny. fucking Luka Doncic up there. Ninety yeah. percent of the people are like, "Huh? What the fuck? What?" At least in silver, like you can't. Well, do he's that. like the only good white guy, actually, so he might be more recognizable. Mm. Mm. What about Larry Bird? Yeah, but he doesn't play anymore. Larry that's Bird is the not only like dude, white my basketball dad, player. My I apologize dad. if that's a if what? that statement oh, is wait. wrong. Became an MVP like Steve Nash. Uh, he like coaches now. That, is that yeah. a person? That's a Steve Nash. Okay, he's he was a, very, a good basketball player, right? He's great. Yeah. Okay. Good. Dude, small. My dad guy. so racistly liked Larry Bird, but like obviously didn't say 
it was because of his race. Yeah. But was just would because Larry Bird was like when you look at it, one of the best players in the history of basketball for sure. 100%. But the way my dad liked him was just like way out of proportion. Dude, I mean that's one where it's like you're a white dude in Boston but you got during him. the time of Larry Bird. And my dad was playing basketball. I can kind of understand because when he was growing up, Larry Bird was like the one good player that looked like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you kind of do have to look at that and be like, yeah, I love Larry. He was a Celtics fan though, right? I'm my assuming dad was your dad. Huge yeah, Celtics and fan. Larry Bird led the Celtics that, at that, that time. That was like a huge part So too. that's a weird thing where you can kind of get away. Like if you are racistly no, 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 liking no. him, it's pretty easy to be like, well, he leads the, one of the greatest teams in the nation. But here's what, if you were, if you were just to say that, I would be like, oh, okay. But it would be like, he leads the best team in the nation. I'd be like all right cool and then he'd be like yeah he had like one of the best shots of all time and he could like bang down low and i was like yeah that's cool and he was like and those other players just don't know how to play like him and i'm like all right okay Michael well Jordan. what are we talking about specifically here and then all of a sudden he's like he had class too he yeah. had class it, it was one of those things where it's like my dad certainly wasn't like full blown but he he liked larry bird in a big part because he was white and I don't even necessarily know if there's any... Because it's like, as far as basketball players go, that's a guy who looks like you. And it's like you're going to connect more with people that look like you. Yeah. You Just know? don't go overboard Don't go it. crazy. If you're a white dude, it's fine to like it when the white dude dunks. Right. It makes... Nobody in the world is going to be like, how dare you? You just can't hate other players. Right. Because of how... You can't not like it when another player dunks. That's when you get into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That's Did what I'm saying. Did you watch the And One documentary? No. no. It's really good. Ooh, that's cool. It's on Netflix. It's only, it's only an hour long. I had no idea. Hot Sauce? Was he in it? Yes. Yeah, Hot Sauce. Do you know best. about... Like, no, the, I, lo I love And One. It's the rise and fall of And One. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, and just like they had this complete domination of the market of street, like street, street basketball. And they like dominated that field early and, YouTube. And like they became a huge threat to Nike before YouTube was even a thing. And one was so big because they were basically doing what YouTube is, which is like, look at this crazy pickup game. But they would just do it, film it. They nice would film street ball and sell tapes. They wouldn't even sell them. They would give them out for free. Oh, that's crazy! And anytime I didn't know you that. bought any of their um, shoes, you would get a free tape. And they it started out with them going around at like oh. um, different street players and just like passing around the tapes. But the N one logo was everywhere. And then it was like fuck Nike, like that's for fucking posh posers. Yeah, N one is where it's I play at. street ball. Well, because most people connect more with street ball because there's more people who play street ball than there are and then people these who play street ball. Okay. Post-viral Did you cough. get your uh, second monkeypox vax? It's post-viral. Did you have COVID? No. Okay. I took a COVID test. Good God. Good God. <laughs> Letting you know that, that cough But basically, is essentially, and one wasn't... Uh, one, okay? their players had so many different uh, discrepancies in their, like, the amount of money they were getting in their contracts. And I guess that... Was Hot Sauce the white kid? No, the white guy was the professor. Oh, uh, uh, the professor, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just interesting because when he stepped on the scene, it was like, then that's when it fucking took off because yeah. all the white kids who weren't yes. streetball players, and um, the professor wasn't a street player. He was like, went to a private school and just loved watching the and one videos. But he could, like, he, he's his incredible. Style, his he style incredible. worked better with those games, though, because it's like, well, he an, learned how to play from watching the and one mixtape, yeah. the first one. So That's he, really it was cool. like the start of the gentrified, like he gentrified basically. Oh, interesting. How do you mean by that? I mean, street ball was for like 
poor people basically who like couldn't like they didn't have leagues so they just like did pickup ball and then the and one tapes got to like these richer neighborhoods and so you have someone like the professor like learning how to play street ball from these tapes and so rich kids started wanting to be a part of street ball interesting but none of them did there weren't a bunch of professors out there were there uh, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. But the whole thing kind of collapsed because... I feel like a lot of those white kids would just go to, like, one uh, basketball game and, like, get bucked up on once and then be like, yeah, I'm going to... No, thank you. Respectfully, yeah. I am leaving. Respectfully, I will go back to the YMCA. It's a, it's a really, really good documentary. And it's short, which is so nice. Yeah, no, I'm going to watch it. That's uh, cool. It, it was great. Um, I have a very... But then Nike dropped, like... They said it, like, all ended in one night because, like, Nike copied like their exact style and then they dropped this huge commercial where it was like all these um pro players doing street ball style and like the ad was just perfect and like overnight it was like done done and then one by one and then they started signing the and one guys the street ball players for more money like buying them out from and one and like and it was over. Damn. But it's crazy because, like, from where that started, like, I remember having N one stuff in Indonesia, you know? And, like, oh, of course. It was, like, oh, I coolest. had N one shorts. Yeah. My friend Max, who played basketball, had, like, a bunch of N uh, one I had no idea the origin of it. But yeah. Did they? I know very little about N one. Besides it just, a little bit. Besides it being a okay. brand. But they had their own league. Yeah. Like a street ball league that was like because they, 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 they basically made their like a championship where like they would they would go on tour and it was like the mixed the in one mixtape tour and yeah. so it would be like it started in New York I think and uh, it would be like all the best street players would come out as a competition to find like the next hot street player and then okay. like you would play games there and find like new talent and then you would go to Boston and there would be tryouts in Boston and then there would be. Go in Miami, and but they, they form would, teams. They would play against other teams, yeah, or just other so like, like the New York team was like the hottest team. Okay, and then New York it was and like the team. Miami street players would right. figure out who their best ones were, and then you would compete against each other. But they're all and one teams, just different. They were locations. all playing for the and one championship. Stri- okay, so they yeah. didn't sign any NBA players. No, oh no, of course no, not. No, okay, no, but these their guys, whole thing was like you not. could travel, you could like. There, there have been uh, NBA street players who are or NBA players who were. Like, like basketball, like home court legends. Stefan Marbury was like, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He had the shoe brand Starberries. We played he, together. You played together. <laughs> yeah. He was like a legend on the courts, uh, I believe in New York. And they, there have been players who are just like legends and then they make it to the NBA. But it's rare. It's rare because it's a different style of playing. It's a very more aggressive. Well, not just more aggressive, like especially with the N one people, it's all about like flash. It really the score of the game is not as big as the importance of the highlights they and embarrassing say that the person. So many times. Getting like it balls. literally didn't matter the what face. team won. If no. you were the player who got like the biggest audience response, it's like you won. If the you game. cross someone up, if you dunk on them. If you, it, and you, one you is all about embarrassing. Like a fool, yeah, it's like, all about embarrassing someone. And if you embarrass somebody well enough, you're you win the game because you get the highlight. Like kids like you more. Can you imagine being stood over after a guy dunks on you? Yeah, like dude, everything is so much cooler than stand up comedy. Like oh, yeah. being like cool in the open mic scene is like except clown one percent as cool as. Dunking on someone at a street court. How about knocking someone out in a oh, boxing match and God. standing over them? Oh, my God. Yeah. I saw uh, Chad. 
I, Damiani the, some of them at, are so um, funny. at a chatterbox. He was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, no. Th- there but he was insanely funny clown people. I'm just joking. It's no, like I how know. people make fun of improvisers. But I, when I was in New York at a show and I was talking, I mentioned clown to someone and they were like, haha, whatever. And I was like, no, no, like clown is like a big thing in Los Angeles. They're like, what? Yeah. I wouldn't like, say a big thing. Thing I, it's I mean, a pretty niche thing still. It's still pretty niche, but I, I guess I, it is. It, pretty I see what you mean. There's some big players rising up out of it. There's I, no clown and one, dude. They should do that. Clown is the and one. And clown, dude. And we need to fucking appropriate that. Dude, shit. what's so? I love that idea, dude. What's so funny about um the clown roast battle? <laughs> dude, clown one. What's so funny about clowning is like Chad's set was like uh so fun because he does like the Marco from Security thing. Yeah. It's so fun. It's like interactive but not in. Invasive. The right. whole crowd loves it. Nobody's like annoyed by it. So it's like you have that that fucking rules. And then you also have like the show we heard about where a person did a clowning set and it ended with the venue telling them that no clown is ever allowed to perform yeah, at the venue ever again. Uh, so it's like the chat is very, very funny, but like, you know, it's just you have you do well at certain shows and not well at others. Like um, he was on we were on the show together and the audience was just not into the Chad, the security Marco security character. Yeah. And it was very uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah. So I think it's just like, I don't know, I guess similar to stand up. You could do really well at one venue and then bomb the next. Do you remember that one fucking Mike at lyric? You guys might've been there. This guy went up. He was a clown. clown. No, he was a clown (laughs) and he went up with a beer and his whole bit was that he was spilling it. That yes, he was like I was there. moving was his there. arms around and spilling it. And then um, somebody, I think it was like Will Hines or somebody got on stage. And because the guy didn't clean it up, he just got off stage. I talked and about him on stage. It might have been you then because you got up. I, th- I feel like multiple people. Oh, no. Matt Champagne got up and he was like, so you're, you're just not going to clean it up. And then the guy was like, no. And he was like, that's like. This Part was, of it. This was someone who does not do stand-up, but they're doing this thing where they're like so above stand-up that they're like trying to be meta. Yeah. And so they, the kid gets on stage, dumps a beer on stage onto the rug and the stage, the makes a mess, and then gets off Wait. stage and thinks it's funny. So, and so everyone else comes up and is like, dude, you're you didn't do anything funny. You didn't add anything positive to this experience for anyone. And you are actually destroying property. Did he ever explain like the idea or what he was? He was like trying to do a character of like a drunk guy doing stand up, and was pretty much being like, this is how dumb stand ups are. And just dumped his beer. Oh, everywhere. that was it. Okay. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. no explanation in clowning besides like the physical action you're seeing pretty much almost, which I bet a lot of clowns would actually I don't understand and any. I, I've never really seen clowning and I, I've, I, there were, I was at one mic where they did half clowning and I didn't get it. I just don't get it. A lot it. of uh, Christina Catherine Martinez, like her bits are like very much. I've only seen her do stand up. I've never seen her do like clowning. You've never seen her like with the shrimp stuff and no. covered in blood. No, I've never seen it. As clowning, yeah. She's so funny and Chad is super funny too. I remember fucking those. Like there was a period of Lyric, which is like a small um, theater on the east side. Um, and there was a period where there was a clowning class there and a lot of the people in that class would come to the open mic and literally everyone at the open mic was like, 
I'm going to fucking blow my brains out and then I'm going to strangle these fucking losers I to death. I loved it because they... They're but the, you loved it because you would make fun of them because they're all losers to us. No, they're the best audiences because they're like improvisers and they they want to laugh. There's not like a competitive mindset like that often stand-ups have. It's like they're there and they want to have fun and laugh. But then they'd get on stage. Whereas we're assholes sitting there being like, not funny, not funny. Like, you know, it's where it's like, prove yourself to me where they're like, we're here to be silly and have a good time. Yeah, I would rather exist in an environment <laughs> where you should actually prove yourself with good work instead of just supporting literally anything that you do. I think that's the fucking death of art now. And it's why you have like all these people who start art collectives in stand up or in visual arts. Like if you start a collective in your art, it you're only What's a collective like a group of people that produce things or a group of people that like start like throw like art events or like you're like making okay. a group of artists together as far as i can tell that either based on the it would be like if the four of us got a have. space and it's no, like a, okay an an art collective? no okay i because i don't really know what that is i've only seen it that's what i'm saying you don't know what it is i don't know because it's a group it of people and then they'll like produce shows or they'll like make sketches or they do some shit like that okay do you understand okay they do this and people who do that are always the most unfunny people because if they just made art on their own they would be fucking shitty and so what they do is they make a group and then so they seem like they're more serious and more established and actually artists where meanwhile they very rarely make any art and they just surround themselves with other people and then use that to gain social currency within Could a scene. Could one argue that the comedy store is a collective? No, it's a club where people come to watch comedy shows and I'm watch... I'm just wondering No, 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 like, because, you know, because that's a bunch of individuals coming and, and showing their art. I don't, I, I don't actually get the difference. Um, okay, let's tell Dan about okay, Don't Worry, Darling. You two are so retarded for not understanding a lick of the idea that I'm putting well, into this over the argument between a collective and a club. Well, I just don't under... Like, when you say a art collective <laughs> and you just get fired up about it without explaining it to me, I have no basis of understanding what an art collective is. Okay, so, like, my roommate runs this... Or my ex-roommate would run this thing where they would have events and they would say... Um, okay, we're having a community gathering this weekend. And then they'd say, it was great. We had a community gathering where we um, discussed community. I guess there's no qualifications for, like everyone just automatically gets to present if you're in the collective. Is that the thing? Yeah, pretty much. I'm saying everything they do is vague. So they're like, we had a community gathering. We ate cheeseburgers and then we talked (sighs) about community. And then they Mm. shared poetry. And it's like, you guys could just have a party. Okay. And if you were artists every day working, this would happen any day at a party. But now you're doing this whole, like, we had a great gathering. And it's like, what was accomplished here? I think what that did you do? It seems as though, and you could be completely correct, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but it seems like this is a very niche thing that I, I don't know if a lot of people have a point of reference for what you're, like, upset about. I guess so. I don't really have a point of reference to understand what an art collective is. Um, are you familiar with what Olivia Wilde's doing with that movie, Don't Worry Darling? Sorry. Oh, no, you talking definitely about collectives not. is as boring as going to a collective. <laughs> I, you guys don't understand what I'm saying because the collectives themselves are so vague and so nothing. Well, that, that could be true. Yeah, yeah, that you explaining a collective. No, I did. So That's what rude. the fuck I just said, dumbass. <laughs> don't be I'm rude. explaining a vague thing so it's vague. <laughs> No, keep repeating the same moot point, please. I think that's what you're doing. Jesus Christ, you're like Sam Harder right now. <laughs> Your roommate? Yeah. 
That's why I had to quit the podcast with him because he would make like a half-baked point and then just repeat it. I apologize. I thought you were joking the whole time. What is Olivia Wilde doing? Olivia Wilde is a slut. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Sorry. Hey, don't fucking say stuff like that. No, no, sorry. I was thinking of a different Olivia. Apologize. I'm sorry, Olivia. Don't fucking say stuff like that. I actually do apologize. Um, And I said that word, the S word, in an empowering way because I think that... Oh, you meant it in a good way. Yeah, like, oh, go off, slut. Okay, when you say it like that... I don't think you did. (laughs) You just had a gay inflection. (laughs) Go off, bitch whore. Okay, so... (laughs) Boots down. What's the name? (laughs) Oh, wait, did you say boots out? Boots down. Boots down. Tit face. That's great. Um... Wait, so I've heard of the... What's the movie called again? It's called Don't Worry, Darling. It's getting terrible reviews. Oh, no. It was super hyped. The drama is that... Are you still mad at me? No. Okay. Uh, the drama... I was wrong. I apologized. Oh, okay. I didn't... I forgive you. Um, <laughs> the drama is You rolled that... your eyes. It's You deserve to, but it was very funny. I just didn't even think this you This podcast is just like Don't Worry, Darling. <laughs> No, because there's not even hype. <laughs> Olivia, Olivia Wilde directed the movie Booksmart. Did you see that with Beanie, Jonah Hill's little sister? And no, but I've heard about it. Okay. Uh, overhyped movie. They say okay. it's like the female Superbad, and it's like a watered down. Like, these girls don't really... Superbad is crass and, like, you know, went over the line a little bit, and this movie doesn't. So I was like, is it the... Like, it's kind of your... It's bad that you're calling it the female Superbad because it's, like, toned down. Okay. Anyways, got great reviews for that. This is her next movie, and it's called Don't Worry, Darling. It's like a Stepford House, like, wives vibe where it's like wives in the 50s, and, like, there's something going on where the men are controlling them. Long story short, um, Olivia Wilde uh, cast... Is an actress? Or she, she is an actress. She okay. was in Tron, and she was in the show House. But she's directing this one. She, yes. Yeah. She's a female director now. Great. She's a director who happens to be You can just a say a director, but go on. She is a director, and she identifies as female, and she has tits and a vagina, it's very which are not say, required to be a director. Okay. It's funny to say she is a female director. The, the she. Listen, the we're she. getting lost in the weeds, we Matt. Are. Go on. This is so, it's my bad. I'm not doing a good job. There's so much going on that no, it's hard to explain it all. The first thing. The first thing is that Olivia Wilde starts sleeping with Harry Styles, the main actor in the movie. Oh, And it no disrupts good. the entire set. No and bueno. everyone is uncomfortable. And uh, there's just like from the get-go, there was just leaked rumors where people are like, this is so unprofessional and we don't feel good about this movie. And it's just weird that this is happening. So that happened. Um, the next thing is that Florence Pugh, who's the lead female in the movie... Um, from Midsommar, and she plays like some uh, like Avengers character. You've um, seen her. She always looks like she's like pouting, like crying. Okay. Little woman got nominated for an Oscar. Uh, she was paid less than Harry Styles, and so she's boycotting the press tour because she's Whoa. like, "You're a fucking female as well. Like, why didn't I'm? She's the main star of the movie. He's a supporting actor. He got paid more. She's an Oscar nominated actress. Whoa. So she's boycotting it. It's huge drama. She looks like very hashtag girl boss vibes. Like shows up to the like Venice Film Festival premiere like in like coded and valentino and like walks up and like doesn't do the press like she watches the movie then walks away and it's kind of like this big fuck you that happens the other day olivia wilde came out with her vanity fair interview and she says i originally cast shia labeouf for the role that harry styles played but um i didn't people felt unsafe with him on set sure. and so we decided i decided to fire him shia wow. labeouf 
reaches out to Livy Wilde and says, hey, this isn't true at all. Um, I quit from that movie and I have emails, text messages and videos, videos that you have sent to me. And he leaks all of them. And there's a video of her being like, I'm not giving up on you. I still want you to do this movie, Shia. And he's like, there's not enough time to rehearse. You want us to film without us getting comfortable. I'm not doing it. And he writes this very professional email where he's like, I have a daughter now. I'm 700 days sober. I've been like extensively working on myself. Please retract this statement because it's a defamation of my character. And I don't want to be associated with that. So she doubly looks horrible. And then, or on multiple levels. Uh, so that is all going on. The most recent thing which Cooper brought up is that at the Venice Film Festival, the film just premiered. Harry Styles, like, get, like, they all, there's a standing ovation. Harry Styles gets up and walks around. He walks back to his seat. And as he's sitting down, Chris Pine, his co-star, is sitting next to him. He spits on Chris Pine, then sits down and just looks over at him. And, like, Chris Pine, it, like, looks at him and, like, he's, like, there's just a, he, he's, like, what are you doing? And like, you can tell that like Harry Styles is just like, wait. So I I thought there was, the only thing I saw about the spitting thing was a thing on Twitter that said Harry Styles did not spit on Chris Pine. But is there a video of it? The video is quick because like Harry Styles walks up and you see, he does a quick, like, like you see that. And then you see it like in the direction of where the spit would have gone. You see Chris Pine stop clapping and then look down and then do a, Damn, like he just did that. And then Harry Styles does this weird, like almost like Joe Pesci, like Whoa. Like sits it's I, I swear to God, the dude is probably on blow. Like he was like yeah, he was yeah. fired. I, up. I'm so surprised because uh I've I've honestly been a fan of Harry Styles music. I think he's super talented. Of course. Um, his queer baiting stuff is up for debate and he has horrible fashion sense. Like at least if you're gonna try to well, look gay, ca- do oh, it at well. At the end of the day, like queer baiting aside, it's like who cares about their fashion sense? Sure, yeah. he wore a purple scarf to an award show. I don't give a shit. He's Whatever. a very talented musician. Yeah. His music is so well written, and then like to see this kind of behavior, I'm just like, it's really Why bizarre. did he wait, but I don't get I don't know why. Why did he either. spit on Chris Pine? I don't know. There's something. I, I believe that him and Olivia Wilde broke up. And so in the seating order, it was Olivia Wilde, Chris Pine. Sorry, this is like me talking about basketball. Um, <laughs> it was Olivia Wilde, Chris Pine, and then Harry Styles. And I believe Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are broken up. And Chris Pine is in the middle. And I wonder if Chris Pine was like kind of keeping Harry at a distance because he's misbehaving. And so when Harry got, this is my, this is totally me inferring reading between the lines that Harry was like, fuck you for like, and then he, cause he looks over at Olivia and she's just like, she's the director and she has to keep her shit together. And she just smiles and pretends like nothing happened. Yeah, he like looks like beyond Olivia. The, the no, paying, he looks beyond Chris. Uh, yeah. To beyond Olivia. Chris. I mean, the paying yeah. Harry Styles thing is like more than, uh, what's her name? Olivia Florence Pugh is a lead actress. Yeah. Florence Pugh is interesting because it's like, doesn't that shit happen in negotiations? Like, isn't that more managers and shit that deal with that? It's like, I don't know how much Olivia Wilde, like, that's, I feel like that's more of a producer's thing. I guess either way, I thought the same same thing that that has to do with. Yeah, either way, it would make sense to boycott. Yeah, but just being mad at, uh, being mad at the director is kind of weird. I thought the same thing. And also, that's like your lawyers dealing with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure Harry Styles has a fucking team of assassins. Yeah, he's one of the biggest, he just won an album, pop album of the year. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he's more famous. And there's still, I'm sure there's sexism at play or I whatever. Bet but the bigger thing is that, like, one, she wishes that the director maybe fought for her in that sense. I don't even know if that's part of her deal. But yeah. the bigger I thing, no. See, this is where I I can't really say anything because I don't know how the fucking movie works. I would say that uh, the more revealing thing is like the way that she has like distance herself from all of them yeah, contributes more to the idea that there was just a really strange dynamic on set. There's some weird shit. Either way, there's some weird shit going on. Whoever you should be mad at for the payment thing or whatever is aside from the fact that this sounds like... I, I mean... I think that's enough. I think that's a separate issue. But there's so many train wreck movies, a lot of which like you never hear about. Like, there are... The amount of movies that either don't get made or get made and the shit that people had to go through to make them was, like, daunting and crazy and shit. Yeah. I saw a fucking Jaws for the first time, which is obviously, like, a smash success and stuff. It was the movie that invented the word blockbuster. Yeah. The, the biggest fucking movie or of all time. Associated the word blockbuster with movies. And, man, when you watch that shit and you go, this happened in 19, like, the sev- in the 70s, right? It was, in, like, early 70s. I think mm-hmm. so. Dude. Those motherfuckers putting that movie together, you, they must have ripped their hair out. There must have been so many sleepless fucking nights to make that movie. And lucky for them, it was not even necessarily lucky. I'm, I mean, it was an th- incredible talent that went into that movie. But you think about the fucking work that goes into a movie and all the moving pieces and all the fucking egos and shit. And the fact that it's supposed to go off seamlessly and be perfect for the viewing audience. Like... That shit is crazy. I will say there's a huge difference, but I agree with what you just said. But back then, like shooting on film where you don't you can't just instantly review what Uh -uh. just happened. And it was so much more sensitive. Motherfucker, you're sinking a boat. That's a real fucking boat. You're sinking. You're destroying effects. You don't have unlimited boats. That's why uh, the shark's not in the movie a lot. And they use the song and like the use of tension, like the subtlety that comes from that movie is just because the shark was broken like 95% of the time they tried to use so it. Really? Funny. Yeah. Like the first day they the first day they wow. tried to use the shark and it, and it broke. And, and it like... kind of created this whole, you know, that idea that it's scarier because you can't see it. 100%. Yeah. They wanted to use the shark a lot. And it probably would have been a worse movie because you would have been way you would have seen the shark all the time. But and the shark Bruce was the name never worked. Yeah, and that's why in this movie, I think uh, they couldn't get Harry Styles for a lot of the scenes. So a lot of the Harry Styles broken. scenes are implied because he was busy fucking Olivia. Yeah, you have to imply Harry it, Styles. It, it, it and is that's funny. why it's one and of the Florence most interesting had films to direct of all time. the movie. The difference between those two movies is so funny because it's like, oh yeah, like we couldn't get the shark to work. There's all these practical effects, and then the issue with Don't Worry, Darling is like, yeah, the director is I don't stop know, fucking just stop. Stop fucking him. Stop fucking him. Everything else is uh, everything else is working in the movie. Just uh, why are you fucking him? Stop fucking yeah. that guy. It's not yeah. like fucking Steven Spielberg was like couldn't fucking. Couldn't stop fucking the shark. Yeah, he just couldn't stop fucking <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss. Like, That's funny. why the shark didn't work. <laughs> it's full of cum. Stop fucking <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss. Steven, you gotta stop fucking Richard. You cannot keep fucking Richard stop Dreyfuss. Stop coming in Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> you guys ever been on Steve the... Steve is a fucking pig. You ever been on the Universal God. Studios Backlot Tour? No. Oh, I've been to the Backlot because I worked a Porsche event when I was working for the same company that put me on the private birthday party. That shit. You can, that you can see the ocean, the fake ocean, where they film a lot of Jaws. Yeah, cool. I read the book. Jaws is based on a book. I read it too. And it's written by a marine of it? biologist. Oh. And it is... Hor- I read that when I was probably eight years old, nine mm-hmm. years old. Is it a good read? It's so good. And it is 
horrifying. Peter oh, Benchley. like what? Like how sharks are motherfuckers? Just like the opening scene, <laughs> the opening like chapter is like this oh, girl. How scary! You, it I is. mean, you just when you read, you're so much more invested yeah. in a story, and it's like the girl swimming. I just will never forget this moment where like she's swimming and she thinks she sees something and it passes her, but she's uncertain of it, so she decides to keep going. And then something passes her once more, and she feels an itch on her leg. So she reaches down to scratch it, yeah. and there's nothing there. And like I remember, like, Shia, I was just Shia LaBeouf took her leg. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was Shia LaBeouf. Uh, but just like read, like we're and then you know this girl's stranded in the middle of the wall. It's horrifying. Yeah. The depictions are so good, and it's the guy is a marine biologist, so he knows, he knows his shit about sharks. Oh my god! Also, there's so many other under. Um, what's the guy? Matt Hopper is what? Uh, um, Hooper. Hooper? Hooper is the other side character. He's having an affair with Richard Dreyfus's wife. Salute. Like, there's a whole other thing going on there. And there's Richard a whole... Dreyfus is Hooper. So he's fucking the cop's wife. The cop is fucking Richard Dreyfus's. Oh, okay. Wife. I guess because Richard Dreyfus doesn't have a wife in the movie is why I thought that. He, does he not? No. Who's the main Richard... character? Well, yeah, that guy lives at Amityville, I think, with his wife. And then Richard Dreyfus is like a marine biologist who doesn't live there, and then he comes in. Oh, but he's okay. just by himself then the whole time. Then he's the one fucking the wife. And there's a whole nice. like scene. Richard Dreyfus, baby. Nice. Yeah, there's a whole nice. scene in the book where like oh, um, they, they hang out together, and the, I remember he removes her underwear. And then he starts like, talking out of, of her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it talks about him like eating her vagina. And I was nice. like boggled. Like I couldn't understand why you were his so mouth scared. was on. No, <laughs> you were like, this book is so scary. No, get out of there, Richard. <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't know about like sex at all. I was so yeah. innocent and I couldn't. I, it, I like I finally put the pieces together. But I was like, why would his mouth be down there? Right. Like what was in her? Yeah. <laughs> Dun, uh, yeah. dun, uh, dun, uh. That story's fun. How like Quinn was on the U.S. Indianapolis. Yeah, and that's why he's Quinn. He's the old guy in the movie. Okay. And do you know the story of the U.S. Indianapolis? No. Where like the ship went down and uh, a lot of hundred men, a lot of fucked up shit happened. But pretty much they ended up in the water. They didn't have any boats or anything. So a they thousand were thousand dudes get yeah, eaten by sharks. This yeah, actually happened. Thousand, eight yeah. thousand yeah. dudes. So get wait, eaten he was one sharks. of them. In the story, in the movie. he was, yeah, in the he was movie. one of the 300 or 400 that got out. But they would just the sit The ocean there. is so scary. Yeah. It crazy. is horrifying. That's why I don't get how it's like, well, it's not that I don't get it, but Ugh. it is crazy that that's like my brother's thing. I love, yeah. I just love water. Guy. I think it's so fascinating, but like we literally don't know what's under there. Do you guys have that moment when you go to the beach and like you're, you're swimming and then all of a sudden you just get tugged a little and you remember that the ocean is just like oh, yeah. the one of the strongest forces in the world and you're like... I feel beach, like I'm stronger. The, no, the beach is so like casual. It, no, yeah. not even close. I'm the beach is so I think like could casual. Be, you could learn. You no, could, you guys could drown in like ten feet of water if the ocean's so wanted. I'm kind of stronger ass. than the ocean. I, I mean, you could drown in ten. No, feet No, you water. you could die in a riptide pretty easily. I'd be, I'm built different. You drown in like six inches. You're built different, but the ocean is built different than all of us. No, I'm built different. I'm built more different than even the ocean. Is that just me, or do you not have that moment where like the ocean just tugs you a little? Of course. And then you're like, you're like, damn, because the beach is so like fun and casual but you realize you're walking into a monster yeah you're full of other the, monsters the sca- a thing that has claimed like a million lives altogether. i wonder how many people have died in the ocean maybe I, not a million I, I have know. you ever been outside when an earthquake happens i've been in a car but i don't think no, i've been like, on the street i have that feeling 
one, well, we have earthquakes here all the time, but also like Indonesia, they happen like crazy earthquakes. But yeah, that I feel like that similar feeling where it was the first time I was like, oh, I'm not, the world is not stable. Like no. you're literally standing yeah. on the ground it's not safe. and it yeah. fucking shakes and you're like, wait, no, this is the one thing that doesn't move. And this thing is fucking rocking. Yeah. yeah. And I, you're like, oh, nothing is sound. One time a dude explained to me, a, a guy who, uh, who was a kickboxing coach explained exactly how much PSI it takes to like break a skull. What's PSI? P- pounds per square inch. Um, and he was basically force. he was basically explaining that the force and, and I thought obviously he was being like whatever he was being like a macho guy where he's like it just takes this much to break and I was like our whole lives are predicated on that amount of force never hitting our head ever yeah it's interesting to look at it like that yeah dude we're we, people live their whole lives without that amount of force but and it just takes one time one time that amount we of force applied to your head helmets. Dude, that's what I'm fucking talking about. Let's go. Dude, just get really and high. That's why and we're then... sponsored by Goodyear helmet and one helmet. <laughs> yeah. Just get high and then. How much time do we have? We've been going. Okay, I wish this episode was funny. We've yeah. talked about a lot of like good shit. Yeah, this one wasn't a funny one. No, no, this is more. I wonder why this wasn't funny. Me. No, come on. It yeah, was, it no, me. it was me. No, it's no one's fault. Sometimes you just don't have a funny episode. <sighs> can no, I? Was, can I tell me. you the? Ga- I've talked. Well, no, I didn't. I was silent for a good fifteen yeah, yeah, while tell, you guys beballed it out. The... Uh, okay, so I'm just gonna go straight into my gay thing. Yeah, what, what happened? We got ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I was, I was paid money yesterday to meet up with this guy who has a wrestling fetish. Yes. And he's, what the fuck, really? He's 5'8", and he weighs 220 pounds. Beefy? Pure Strong. muscle. Ooh, let's go. Good leverages. Pure muscle. And he, like, he, like, I got there, and he was like, he was like, you're perfect. Like, I had no idea we were going to wrestle. Oh, yeah. I thought he just wanted to have sex. How much money are we talking? Can you disclose that? 300. Okay. Like Greco-Roman or, like, WWE? No, Greco-Roman. I don't know what. Like, like wrestling, he's taking you down. He's double like Olympic. You. He's oh, you. think no, about no. Like, this wh- guy did it in. He was. He said his high school was state champions, yeah, okay. and he was on it. And then he also did it in college. Did you do it naked? Of course, right. Uh, first, it was like shirts off. Yeah. But the thing is, I want. Okay, here's the thing. I'm so bad at sex work because I can only have sex with someone if I think they're hot. That's wrestle right. work, dude. Not even sex work. We, we fucked, um, but. <laughs> He, no. This dude like messaged. Wait for three hundred. This dude messaged me and he was fucking hot. I would okay. have met up with him for free. I would have been stoked to meet up with okay. this guy for free. Salute. So we go. I go over to his place, um, and he's like, "You're perfect." And he was like, "Which was so nice." And he was like, "You have an incredible body." And I was like, "Thank you." I was like, "I feel so out of shape right now. Like I'm not. I haven't been working out. I don't feel good about my body." Anyways, we wrestle. Uh, and he fucking pins me down so many times. He teaches me moves, headlock stuff, and he's like, dude, he, like, there was one time I'm, like, pinned down, and he's pulling my arms up, like, wider and wider. Oh, yeah, he had like, you a full Nelson. Uh, yes, a full, full Nelson, Nelson yeah. yeah. And keeps going, keeps going, and, like, what he wanted me to do was see how long, like, the longer it would take me to tap out, the more horny he would get. Sure. Like, he thought that was the Are sexiest you okay? fucking... Are you, like, sore today? 
dude, I woke up at 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. And I could not go. I've been up since 4. My body hurt so bad. My neck and my shoulders were, like, vibrating. No, the first time I did a jujitsu class, I couldn't lift my arms up, and my whole body was so incredible. The amount sore. of tension you have. Like, yeah. But he said, like, I pinned him down a couple times, which, like, nice. he has, like, the perfect wrestling body. You know, 5'8", 220. Built like, low. that is fucking. Yeah, hard to get his legs. Uh, but he was, like, he was, like. He was like, are you sure you've never wrestled before? And I was like, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid. But he was like, you have really good instincts. And like, you like, Ooh. it was it was fun. I was about to say, it would be really funny if you just kept pinning him. Like, even though <laughs> no, like it is his fetish. fucking jacked. Holy yeah. shit. You going to keep training with him? I told him. I was like, I was like, dude, I want you to fucking train. Like, literally. That's but I was cool. like, I need to. He was a cool guy. Literally afterwards. One, he finally pinned me down. And then he started eating my ass. And I was like, this is fucking hot. Yeah, that's sick. And then we banged. And it was great. Dude, I, I hadn't come in. Well, that's for all, I mean, I'm more into the wrestling stuff, to be honest. Dude, with you, you got to meet him. If you would you? The wrestling would you? Uh, okay, best thing, though, after it was. Wait. Sorry. No, no. Okay, well, so. Keep, hold that question. It's your story. I want to hear it. Okay. Yeah, of course. After that you happened, done. I didn't know. Sorry. we're laying there, and I was like, I was like, damn. I was like, I want to tell you something, but you might hate me. And I was like, what? And I was like, I'm really craving Chick fil A. And he was like, oh, my God. He's like, I never feel safe to tell people that I also love Chick-fil-A. So funny. <laughs> and then he, he orders us $50 worth of Chick-fil-A and we watch oh. Ted Lasso. <laughs> and I'm there for three more hours watching TV and eating. <laughs> you are really bad at Zach's work. Oh, no. And, and then at the end of it, he's like, are you, wait, are you charging me for all this time? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I'm not. Yeah. That's like bad. bad like I was like, I could have made like $1,200. Oh, Sorry. What was your question? That's so funny. We're so bad at podcasting. I'm so bad. Yeah. As a straight guy, would you wrestle a man naked? <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you mean? Just for like, just like in the Greek way. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Just about? like the raw. I'm not asking you to what wrestle. What a I'm bad saying, question. I'm saying like in like the raw form. You know what I mean? No. Damn. What do you mean in the raw form? I'm just saying, like, just pure, you know what I mean? Just force on force. <laughs> That's the worst question. All right. Anyone's I just, ever I, asked. I, I just feel like you would. really don't have respect for Why you know. would I? Why would I <laughs> do that? That's a fucking question. <laughs> I'm not asking you to wrestle me naked. I'm saying, <laughs> You're like, listen. If you found, you, you know, like a group of dudes that are doing, like, you know, if I real... found a group. <laughs> Of dude, this is crazy that you're bringing this up. There's this TikToker that I've been watching. I think I sent you his stuff. Is he the guy Maybe that like not. grabs his friend's balls, but he's straight? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, with the beard. Obs- like Bald I just head. watched a video. Like I didn't watch the video. It's on his Twitter, but he's like, "How to insert a butt plug like a bro?" And he's like, "Which is like whatever." But his whole thing is like, dudes. I've been meeting up with my bros and we get naked together and mm-hmm. we hold each other and we make out and we masturbate together. And it, it, what it's doing is building up our testosterone. So we're more fertile for female. Companions. Wait, does it really do that? <laughs> wait, does it? Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold the fucking phone. Does it do that? He says that's what the Greeks did. It's what like the Spartans did. He's like male bonding. Is oh, you know what they also did? Die at 40. So let's not fucking <laughs> yeah, go Yeah, but crazy. that's not why they died. Right. They didn't die from from it's being kind of gay. What argument. I'm saying is they were wrong about a lot of stuff. He also drinks his piss every day. It's the guy with the beard and the bald head, right? Yeah, he's so He annoying. was on like Channel 5 and he said the funniest thing that him and his friend had a uh, like a male ejaculate, well obviously male, uh, an ejaculation uh, session. Women don't ejaculate. What they did was, is ejaculate a pure, okay, I've 
I'm dumb either way. But uh, they had a thing where they wrote down all their fears and anxieties on a paper, and then they come. Oh on yeah, it yeah, they together. came on the paper, and then he showed the paper, and his was like fucking like yellow. No, and he goes, Ooh. he goes, this is mine. He goes, my buddy's is a little more uh, uh, texturized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like his buddies that. had like brown shit on him. This guy, like, he gets like progressively gayer and gayer with each thing you see him it, doing. Could it's it be a very bit funny. What? Could, could it be, be a, a bit? No, like, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Well, it's, no. He, it's his thing. What's something pants? And he has an OnlyFans where he like, you see him pissing in the glass and drinking it and oh. like, yeah, what's something yeah. pan you did with your fucking girlfriend? Um... I had a sh- I had a shitty bed frame and I broke it fucking, but then uh, I bought a new shitty bed frame instead of keeping it on the floor like a straight guy might have. Okay, respect, respect, um, respect. I respect you. Thank you. I respect you too. I we should hold you. each other's balls after this. <laughs> you guys don't want to like just like get naked and just wrestle in like a platonic, you know, force on so, force away. <laughs> dude, I'm so I'm sore. I'm so sore. I got to train. I'm going to I'm going to tell you some stuff about wrestling when the podcast is over, get you a little more prepared. As your straight thing? Yeah, as my You've never done actually, it naked though. You have no you can, idea. You can quickly say something straight you did and then you can train me for like 2 minutes. Um, I got really frustrated and then uh went to a boxing class and immediately all my frustration went away. Really? Yeah. Where did so you go thing. to a boxing class? I just had Malik train me. We just yeah. hit pads. We didn't do any. Spark. Gabby Obviously, Lamb, I, there's a boxing place around the corner. Yeah. Gabby Lamb has been going Yeah, there. she's been going. Yeah. And I want to start going. You should. It's fun. I mean, or maybe You won't wrestle there though. <laughs> I just want to get in good shape. Yeah. I mean, I could go there, or maybe I can just pay you. I don't know. That one's like two hundred. Uh, I can only hold mitts for you, really. Like, I can't train you to be a boxer. Who's mitts? What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. Hey, thanks everybody for watching. We wait, wait, wait. You. Are you not gonna? Oh, I did the boxing thing. And then, if any listeners want to just get together, group, preferably straight, get together, yeah. group if of any men, women, force on force. If a gay guy wants to wrestle naked, we're gonna be so pissed. It's not. Get, it's force on it's force. Force on force, dude. I, I would it love to. Force I would love to grapple naked women. More. Force on force is the name of this episode. Force on force. Yeah, force on force. Force on okay. force. Okay. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you. I love you. Uh, the last. That, the last ten minutes. Gold.